0: Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio Interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Jeremy Nell on today's News Talk Radio,
1: TNT. Warfare at tntradio.live. That's my email address. Thank you to all those people who do send me emails and a special thank you as always to those who... Uh, let me know where in the world they are mailing me from it's so wonderful to hear have all these interesting places uh, that uh, the people are listening uh, to my show from um, the most recent one being uh, i think the canary islands which uh, i think is just off the coast of morocco if i'm not mistaken so there we go so tnt is really really all over the world jump into the live chat say hi uh, let me know where you are messaging from. Alex, are we ready, my friend? Let's do this. My name is Jerm. This is Jerm Warfare, the battle of ideas.
0: It's the stuff. What citizen wouldn't want to make American great again? People are talking about. Vilifying mago It's just not going to work. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Tom Compton, thank you for joining me in the trenches.
2: Well, thank you, uh, Jeremy. It's a pleasure. I really love your work.
1: Well, thank you so much. Uh, it, uh, this is a very complicated topic, uh, and um, it's very easy for it to go downhill very quickly. And I think that's why I'm chatting to you, because we want to get some clarity on Christian Zionism. What is it?
2: Well, that's yeah, you're right. It is a very broad uh, subject, Jeremy. And I guess I've lived through... Uh, uh, I've been in a transition, actually. Uh, I'm a follower of Christ. Um, I, I don't like to say uh, I'm a Christian because as Gandhi once said, uh, I love your Christ. I don't love your Christians. They don't act like Christ. And so we've seen that, uh, this this notion of Christian Zionism. What is it? The, I guess the, the question is, what is it uh, broadly? It's a form of a relatively new um, theology of Christianity, less than 150 years, it's called dispensationalism. And rather than getting into all the nuts and bolts, I would recommend to your audience that they go to our website, whtt.org, and watch our award-winning program, video is only 28 minutes it's called christian zionism the tragedy <clears throat> and the turning part one and i'll get into some more of the details that we can't get in here today but uh the uh we developed a uh, our little group called we hold these truths developed a litmus test and anybody that's listening can talk to a christian whether they're a christian or not and ask this this very simple question of a of a christian do you believe that the modern state of israel is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy and you can tell within probably a nanosecond how they answer that question if they say yes 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 and start to levitate off the floor then you probably won't get too far with them because this is one of the the, the strong tenets of Christian Zionists is that this belief in the modern state of Israel is this fulfillment of biblical prophecy. And it has to do with end times eschatology. Eschatology is the study of end times. And it is a spectrum of of belief. So for example, my, my dear wife uh, passed away at almost seven, about seven years ago was a dispensationalist. She uh, quit her job and uh, went to a a small dispensational uh, Bible college in in Dallas, uh, Texas. And, uh, you know, so when I married her, I didn't even know what dispensationalism was. I mean, I I wouldn't have known the difference between dispensationalism and Pez uh, dispenser. And for folks that aren't in America, Pez was a little tiny a candy dispenser they were square pens and you open the lid like a cigarette lighter and a candy would come out but anyway that's a bad joke um uh so <laughs> the, the the spectrum at the extreme end are people like uh, john Hagee from cornerstone church he started a, a group called christians deny it for israel which was uh, actually started by israel it's a lobbying uh, group for israel And uh, he's done things like pray for war in the name of Jesus uh, before the second Gulf War in 2003. And we've documented this in in our work at We Hold These Truths. And we've done something quite unique in the fact that um, we started uh, doing uh, what we call vigils in front of these churches that uh, are Christian Zionist in nature. And um, it, again, it's uh, it's it's very difficult. The particular church that I go to here in the Phoenix area is an independent church, Bible believing. Uh, you will not get uh, dispensational dogma or Christian not Zionist dogma from the pulpit there. But it's it's like an undertow. It's there. We've experienced it in in uh, Sunday school classes, and uh, it, it's, uh, it's very subtle. And it came out here recently uh, uh, with this attack on Gaza. The pastor said, oh, we must pray for uh, what's going on in Israel, and yes, we should. We should pray for all the victims, whether they're Jewish or they're Palestinians. Uh, as followers of Christ, Christ uh, admonished us in the Beatitudes, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. So that's something that we keep in mind. And I have been asking him about his theology, and he did let it kind of slip that um, he believed that, uh, uh, you know, Jerusalem uh, in the end times would, uh, you know, a physical Jerusalem. But again, this spectrum is, is, is wide. And so people don't, it's hard to put them in you know, extremes like a, 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 a John Hagee, you know, he just had on the 23rd of October, a night to honor Israel. And how extreme it is, the, uh, here's a, a Christian gathering supposedly and he had a rabbi give the open prayer, and that rabbi said, uh, God is on the side of Israel, the Jews, and the other side is uh, on the other side. In other words, the Palestinians are with the devil, I guess, is what he was implicating. So uh, the, the, one of the reasons, of course, the pastor uh, doesn't want to get into you know these kind of debates and so forth. But... One of the things I think uh, this is an exciting thing I just learned actually from uh, a man, he's a Jewish man, uh, Aaron Maté, and many many of your uh, uh, listeners may be familiar with him, Max Blumenthal of The Grey Zone. They've done amazing work. Well, uh, uh, first I want to preface this by saying, the essence of Christianity is explained in one of Jesus's parables. And uh, I've updated this parable today, but it's the parable of the Good Samaritan. And for those not knowing, the Samaritans were hated by the Jews. Uh, they were some kind of apostate uh, form of of Judaism, I'm not sure, but anyway, the Jews would go out of their way. They they lived in, near uh, Israel and Judah, and Jesus did interface with a Samaritan woman at the well. But anyway, here's what he said. This is in Luke uh, chapter um, 25 and verses 25, and I'm gonna, I want to read this parable here because I think it's important. And behold, a lawyer lawyer stood up to put him, meaning Jesus, to the test saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit internal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he, meaning the lawyer answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. Now, but uh, the, the lawyer went on, he desiring to justify himself to Jesus said, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road And the next day, he took out two denarii, which was about a day's wage, and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which uh, of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? And the Lord replied, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. So how does this connect with um, with with um, Aaron Mate, who is Jewish? Uh, he's a Canadian, but he lives in the U.S. He works, as I said, with the Gray Zone. Well, on Monday, he was taking the Amtrak train to D.C., and as as uh, fate or divine providence, I might say, was he was sitting across on the train from uh, senator Chris Coons, an ally of, of President Biden's. And so he started asking questions. And uh, here's uh, here's a quote um, uh, from uh, his, and you need to see his, his video. He recorded this <laughs> interview, if you will, or non-interview because the senator did not want to hear this. In fact, he got him kicked off the train. And he quote, mm. here's what uh, Aaron said, because I am of the opinion that the US is supporting a genocidal assault on Gaza, I s- decided to question Senator Coombs about it at that moment. As a result, he was inconvenienced and awkward exchange and viral video of it. I was I- inconvenienced with removal from the train and an hour long wait for the next next one. The people of Gaza have no escape from the mass murder campaign that Coons and his colleagues are supporting. And, of course, it's a bi, bi, uh, bi- bilateral or, uh, you know, it's a, a universal acceptance by both the Republicans and Democrats here um, in the uh, in the U.S. Uh, I like to say we only have one party in the U.S. It's the War Party and the. Uh, Republican and Democrat side squabble over non-life-threatening uh, issues there. But so my my update of this uh this uh, parable, our church uh they paint play prayed a few uh weeks ago for what was going on, and then they took up a collection of the elders' fund, normally uh, there's about twenty thousand dollars a month that goes into the elders' fund to help people in need. So they were going to direct that to aid in um, in Israel, and um, they decided to give it to Samaritan's Purse. And so this is a, 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 a interesting Christian Zionist connection because the the person that heads this um, Samaritan's Purse is. Is uh, Franklin Graham, the son of the famed evangelist Billy Graham, Graham. who is Mm. a died in the world Christian Zionist? Do you have a question there, Jamie?
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm ranting
2: on here, but. um, No, it's it's fine. It's fine. What I want to do
1: with you, Tom, uh, yeah, just finish that and then I'm going to jump to a break.
2: Okay, good. Um, Is the fact that here, uh, we directed funds we don't even know if they'll ever get to the uh the the the, the, pa- the palestinians in gaza because uh franklin graham made the comment you know they had all of everything in place on israel because they've been working with and they can't get into gaza because israel has blocked everything going in there so here we have a modern day uh samaritan who's jewish which is kind of paradoxical and uh the the Levites and the uh, the priests are were the the ruling class uh, of Judaism uh, at that time, and so uh, you could liken what we did it with our church is just throwing some money down at the uh, at the man that got robbed and so forth and walking by, but here Aaron is actually doing something about it, uh, which makes him a jewish samaritan
1: okay tom i'll be back with you in a moment my name is germ this is tnt radio
0: You should hear what Ross Cameron is talking about.
3: I see there's a new trend taking place, sweeping uh, the internet of what they're calling sort of technology naked walks, where you go for a walk without your iPhone, without uh, a headset, and just alone with your thoughts. Apparently some people are finding it quite emotionally taxing, but subsequently liberating. Uh, Certainly I find if I get into a motor vehicle with a team, it's a matter of seconds uh, before there is a request for uh, usually the latest uh, Taylor Swift song or some other form of electronic stimulus. We are generation apparently trained uh, for a very short concentration span and a desperate need for um, digital company.
0: Ross Cameron on today's News Talk Radio TNT. Military
3: families often sacrifice precious time away from loved ones while serving our country and for those with children the separation can be especially difficult. We were worried that with him leaving that she would lose those connections with her dad. Some of life's best moments happen between parents, children, and the pages of a good book. United Through Reading provides that connection.
0: You can watch your mom or dad read a book to you and it almost feels
3: like they're really there. We ensure they remain a consistent, meaningful part of their children's lives, no matter the distance. Just seeing Jacob recognize Daddy again after a long time just melted my heart. And now, as we're facing greater isolation from our loved ones, United Through Reading is also available to veterans. Learn more about United Through Reading and download our free secure app at unitedthroughreading.org.
0: The net zero con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts it isn't a theory it's an agenda there is no climate emergency on air
1: 24 7. this is today's news talk radio tnt uh, tom so we're talking about christian zionism and it is a bit of an enigma of sorts i'm trying to figure out uh, why it exists uh, it's been around what for a century or so as you as you pointed out and it's. I can understand a Jewish Zionism. Christian Zionism seems to be aligned with uh, evangelical Christians, uh, very much with the neoconservative right-wing in the United States. Where, where do you think it comes from? I mean, it's, it's not just uh, uh, moderate support, it's very, very extreme support.
2: Yes, you're right, Jeremy, it is. It's a promoted religion, actually. Uh, it was promoted through the Scofield Reference Bible, that was published by Oxford Press in 1909. Uh, Oxford had never published a religious book, or let alone an American. C.I. Schofield was a scoundrel, and there is very good evidence that uh, the early Zionists, particularly uh, Samuel Untermyer, who was a very wealthy lawyer and in, uh, very influential lawyer in New York, uh, supported uh, Schofield, when he wrote the notes, he basically used the uh, the King James Version of the Bible, and he wrote notes. And this was then promoted through evangelical uh, uh, seminaries around the country. So this is why it is a phenomena in the evangelical churches. Uh Uh, For example, uh, a few years ago at a film showing called Open Bethlehem, I happened to meet the um, uh, Bishop of of Phoenix, and I asked him our question, do you believe the modern state of Israel is the fulfillment of biblical prophecy? And he said, well, many Jews believe that, you know, so it's not Mm -hmm. even in their their lexicon of theology, if you will. So it's so deeply ingrained, Jeremy, uh, I, I can... Uh, I'll give you just some recent examples uh, that, uh, of course, Americans have lost their capacity to critically think about any issue. You know, this is yes. well documented <laughs> in a, a book written in 1985, Amusing Ourselves to Death by um, a, a man named, uh, his name excuse me right now. But uh, anyway, um, the, the last week I was in a Bible study. Uh, and before the uh, the study started, one of my friends who was baptized at this uh, evangelical church um, asked me what I thought of what was going on in Gaza, and I, you know, I, I said I was just grieved by the the loss of lives there. Uh, there were over three thousand yeah. children uh, that had been murdered by this retribution by uh, Israel, and he said to me. All these Palestinians need to be killed. How does that fit in with love your neighbor yourself, less out of the peacemakers? It's so rooted. I was at a, a second example. I was at a potluck, a vegan potluck this past Sunday, and I knew I was going to be in for trouble because there was an Israeli flag in front of the door. So I had to walk through the, the Israeli flag to get in. And I happened to be wearing my pray for Gaza t-shirt that I had uh, worn to church earlier that morning. And uh they they said they wanted to uh talk about the situation. Well, that, that didn't get that didn't happen. And as um I think you've pointed out in, in your recent article about uh Jesus was not a Jew, which is quite remarkable mm-hmm. when I Commend you for for doing this. It's it's quite something. But um, anyway, uh, they uh, they do what they do is slander. They said, well, obviously I did not know uh, anything about the history of what's going on there. I spent a month in our Savior's birthplace, uh, uh, Bethlehem, Palestine, back in 2017, uh, with a Christian organization. But we got to hear both sides of the the, uh, the issue there and traveled uh, throughout Israel, it was quite remarkable. I had a lot of head knowledge when I went there, but I came back with a a lot of heart knowledge. I got to worship at two small evangelical churches there. It's this, so it's a hard question again, how does it stick so deep? It is, it's a fundamental uh, belief. It's almost like if they don't believe that the modern state of Israel's is fulfillment of biblical prophecy, they're going to lose their uh, salvation. I mean, it's almost like that. Another example of um, how tightly dumb, this is held, my wife, as I said, went to a dispensational college uh, in, in uh, a Bible college in Dallas, Texas, and she taught Bible studies for 18 years before she passed away in 2016. And 50 of those Bible studies were with a group called Precepts Ministries, headed by a woman named Kay Arthur. And um, uh, several years before my wife passed away, she told me she was no longer going to teach those lessons from Kay Arthur because... She had sympathy for what our little ministry was doing and challenging Christian Zionism. She had compassion, just like Aaron Mate has for for the, you know, here a Jewish man, for for the Palestinians, what's happening to them in Gaza. And the reason she stopped uh, teaching these courses was because... Hey, Arthur is a died in the wool Christian Zionist. She basically has said that the, uh, God gave the land to Jews, and that the Palestinians don't even have a right to live in um, uh, in uh, Palestine. So that's the extreme end. And so this uh, is it's very subtle. I, as I say in our church, it's an undertow of of belief and uh just like this encounter on on sunday you can't rationalize with these people it's very difficult to come out of this belief system
1: sorry for jumping in but you're right it is very very um almost cult-like it and it it's something that confuses me it's a it's a bit enigmatic um and i'm wondering if it also is perhaps related to the fact that uh, we have been drummed with this idea, drummed in with this idea that uh, Israel is God's chosen land. but it there does there does seem to be, in my opinion, uh, a type of ignorance with the modern state of Israel versus the biblical Israel. They're not the same thing and 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 this is what people I think perhaps are, or, yeah. or misunderstanding, the modern state of Israel is not even well, just over a hundred years old, or more or less, or about a hundred years old, and it was created artificially by the Rothschilds and the United Nations and Balfour and a few yeah. others. This is not the biblical Israel.
2: Well, yeah, I I agree, and it's um, uh, it yeah, it's 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 really quite. <laughs> it is it's amazing it. Uh, it's so ingrained in people, uh, like I said, that um, you know, uh, it it you're right, it doesn't compute, and it is very hard for people to come out of it. I mean, my wife uh, was an exception, and people do come out of uh, Christian Zionism belief. If they're willing to engage, again, as I've said, you know, we've lost our capacity to critically think on any issue, and uh, television and now the dumb phones have reinforced this notion. And so if you in a conversation, you're going to be lost after 30 seconds with most people. And so the idea, I'd like to, you know, here's a, a, a comment that I'd like to make. I don't know who said this, but it's it's really value, valuable. We must always be willing to truly consider evidence that contradicts our beliefs, and admit that we may be wrong. Intelligence isn't knowing everything; it's the ability to challenge challenge everything you know. And I, I think uh, that's what we have to look at uh, at at this to engage people. Uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, people come out of Christian Zion only one at a time. It was a process for my wife to understand that probably 99% of what this precepts ministries was was good, but we all know that rat poisoning contains a very small percentage of poison, you know. So there's a lot of truth in what this It's not to say that they're totally wrong. One of the things that um, that throws people off is, is Genesis 12, 3 to 11, uh, so seven, that God gave the land in perpetuity to, um, to the, the Jews. And, of course, the Jews today aren't necessarily related to the ancient Israelites. And anyway, in Galatians, Paul, who was a Pharisee that got converted, uh, blinded on the road to Damascus, in his book Galatians in chapter three, he said that in verse sixteen that the seed of Abraham was not many; that seed was one—that was Jesus Christ. So um, we're, there's neither new, neither um, young or old, uh, Jude nor Greek. Um, we're all in uh, Abraham's seed, and so again, this was make this whole thing so complicated. I challenged our pastor. He's actually actually in Galatians, and he just started chapter 3. So I challenged him to uh, make this connection (laughs) with this widely held belief in in, uh, Genesis uh, 12 uh, about the land be given in perpetuity. There were conditions, and the ultimate uh, 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 sacrifice was provided by uh, Jesus on the cross. Uh, they had a sacrificial system that uh, was insufficient. And there are people, including Christian Zionists, that are ready to rebuild the temple uh, on the Temple Mount in El uh, Aqsa, which is Jerusalem, and uh, then start sacrificing again. But there's no need for a sacrifice. So, you know, it is, it's just, it's, it's very, very difficult for people to comprehend this.
1: Did that make any sense jeremy yes uh, but the thing is I, I don't know if this conversation is going to change too many people's minds and the reason is not because of what you're saying but i think people will always believe what people will always believe um and and that's the point that i was making earlier with this wow. this weird dogmatic position that people have regarding uh christian zionism i mean well i say People, what I mean Christians and in that particular evangelical um, category it's it's very strange to me how they're not even uh, reasonable I mean I've had conversations with with many of them and there isn't a sense of of understanding the other side it's just it's just uh, Israel 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 and it doesn't matter that there are 10 11,000 Palestinians being killed and they're not all you know that 10 11 12,000 has been killed. They're not all terrorists. You know, these are people too. I mean, a yeah. mother, a mother with her baby uh, doesn't deserve to be hit by a missile whether she's Palestinian or Israeli. Yeah.
2: Absolutely, Jeremy. Uh, our little group has done probably 200 vigils in front of these churches. So I've probably been to at least 75. I've done two one-man vigils. We hold up signs like, choose life, not war. Um, The evangelicals are uniformly uh, against abortion, but they support these wars. And so, you know, not only the religious side of the the cohesion, but the patriotism. So, for example, there's a pastor in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. His name is Greg Boyd. In 2004, he had a congregation of about 5,000 people. He did a series entitled The Cross and the Sword. And uh, in that, the thesis of it, um, we as citizens of our country, the United States, are under the civil authority of our government, and uh, they wield the sword. As followers of Jesus Christ, we're under his authority. But what so many of the Evangelicals have done is weld the cross to the sword. And so they support these wars, particularly in the Middle East, to support Israel, somehow thinking that end times will come sooner. And um, so you have this notion of patriotism slash nationalism. As a result of is you know, that's a fairly liberal area in uh, 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 Minnesota. Uh, and you know anti-war and all that kind of stuff. Well, 20%, a thousand people left the congregation because they could not accept that message. So that even you know um, makes <laughs> makes this issue even more complicated. We found though we challenged these churches. We were looking for the thinking people. There are people that come out. For example, our founder, Chuck Carlson, did a vigil. I, I had been there earlier in uh, Washington D.C. for a thing called Occupy APAC, and uh, he came back for for uh, 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 he was asked to speak to some Muslims. But he he did a vigil with one other man in front of a big mega church uh, in McLean, uh, 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 Virginia, and two two men came out. The the signs. One of the signs: No more wars. Uh, for Israel, another sign. Who a Jesus bomb? And it turns out these two men were former uh, military, and uh, you know they the the, the, the who a Jesus bomb struck with them. In fact, the the one man said, well, uh, he had tattoos on uh, on himself, and he said, I'm going to get a tattoo. <laughs> who a Jesus bomb? So. Uh, Sometime later, a couple years later, we found him on LinkedIn, connected up, and I've got a story about that and a picture of him with a bomb on his forearm and uh, Matthew 5, 9. Well, that's blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. So did we affect somebody? Yes. And, uh, you know, we're not going to do mass conversions because uh, we don't have the power. And so the point is to talk to people about these things. You know, everybody has a hot question. I've always been a guy that wants to lecture people and to give them the facts. Well, that doesn't work. You got to find people's hot, bus- hot buttons and ask them. So, you know, mm-hmm. is it is it okay to kill innocent children? Uh what about innocent women, you know? So uh, you may have to segue into a conversation with these kinds of, of notions.
1: Mm. Tom, uh, I'll be back with you in a moment, i just quick, quickly going to jump to a break. My name is Jerm, this is TNT Radio.
0: De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective.
1: Well,
3: another big climate meeting is coming up. This one is, what, COP28, and apparently its report is a real doozy. I can only imagine. But here's the crazy question. If it's COP28, is the planet in better shape as far as, oh, growing food economically overall than it was 28 years ago or whenever the first one was? So. What is all the panic about? Here in the United States, the Weather Channel, I don't know why they're calling themselves the Weather Channel anymore, just call yourself the Global Warming Channel, is explaining that things are really getting out of control here in the United States. So naturally, I put on the map of where all the weather stations are around the world, and they're currently 0.16 Fahrenheit above normal. The United States has had no significant heating in the last 25 years, and yet we hear that we are warming up 60% faster than everyone else. Now, where the heck does that come from, given the bulk of the warming is up in the Arctic? But this is the kind of stuff you're getting. And the problem is that the population is simply being bombarded with it in a consistent fashion, and there's very low resistance. So what's the moral of the story? Well, I've always told you I have deep spiritual roots and a deep belief in God, and every night I thank God for TNT and him letting me be the climate and weather watchdog. This is meteorologist Joe Bastardi, TNT's Climate and Weather Watchdog, asking you to enjoy the weather, it's the only weather you got.
0: Last week, Brandon met a girl on a dating app. One day after work, he finally found the courage to ask her out. No answer. He started to panic. Was he being too pushy? Maybe it was too Hey!
3: Sorry I didn't respond. I was driving. I would love to go on a date. How does tonight sound?
0: Brandon tried to play it cool, but inside he knew a girl so smart, so responsible, she must be a keeper. Jerem Warfare is Jeremy
1: Nell on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Tom, so we're busy chatting about Christian Zionism and I think one of the one of the reasons and I don't have I don't have too many um arguments for or against this. But I think one of the reasons that so many Christian Zionists are Christian Zionists is probably a result of upbringing, uh, training, propaganda, indoctrination. Um, I remember when I was growing up and I went to Sunday school, um, I was constantly told about um, uh, the Jews are the chosen people and Christians are saved by grace. That That was something that I was, you know, told my whole life and and i think that there is perhaps this 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 desire not to um sway from from one's intrinsic inherent belief and the idea that if you are critical of the israeli government you are you know you are no longer a christian or you are violating some sort of uh biblical um camaraderie you know that 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 you that you shouldn't you shouldn't be violating, you know. But I think what people probably should do I don't know if you agree with me is that maybe go back to the history of Israel and just go and study it for yourself. You know, um, don't just go by what the media says. Uh, stop listening to CNN. I mean, CNN is openly saying that. Um, <laughs> That, the, that that Muslims are the enemy. They literally, literally said it. I think yes. a CNN reporter said a few days ago at a rally, you know, take a stand against Muslims. Those were his words. And I mean, this is, this is profoundly concerning. I mean, I don't think at, at all that, the, you know, this is where the world should be heading.
2: Well, you're absolutely right. It is It is conditioning. Uh, we, you know, we're conditioned to be patriotic. You know, I've always been, a, you know, I love my country. I, I fear my government, what they're doing. And so, uh, for example, well, we got involved uh, with, with our uh, ministry when our founder went into Gaza in 2002, March of 2002, to visit some missionaries there. Yes, there are Christians still in Gaza to this day, believe it or not, maybe only a thousand. And uh, anyway, uh, he he was spent a number of days there, talked with uh, many people there, Muslims, talked to some college students, and he actually videotaped a rocket attack where he was uh, uh, staying at a Southern Baptist uh, building, they were coming, pulling out of uh, Gaza, and uh, four, uh, there was a Apache helicopter uh, hovering above them, shot missiles, it killed four Palestinians and wounded 40, and the only way people knew about it is when he came back to the United States and talked about it, there wasn't much coverage uh, then about that, so uh, we uh, fast forward to um uh to the end of to near the end of uh 2002 october there's a man named uh richard land he was the president of of the ethics and religious liberty commission of the southern baptist convention uh the largest uh evangelical i think uh denomination in the u.s it had about 20 million uh followers at the time and This notion of Christian Zionism is held by some, they estimate 40 to 70 million American evangelical Christians. But anyway, this Richard Land uh, wrote a letter to George Bush. This was in October of 2002, and it was signed by some prominent evangelical Christians like D. James Kennedy of Coral Ridge Ministries, Chuck Colson, of uh, Prison Fellowship and Bill Bright of Campus Crusade. And the letter said that going to war against Iraq and Afghanistan, or uh, Iraq and Saddam Hussein, would be a just war by their interpretation of the Bible. Well, Chuck didn't believe that. We didn't believe that. And uh, just a few weeks later, we started our vigil in front of a, a Southern Baptist church here in Scottsdale, Arizona and uh have have been you know been doing these uh, vigils and challenging people uh, have we been successful i don't know uh we have 500 and some podcasts uh they go around the world uh we don't know how people are influenced here in the last several months for some reason we've had about 250 downloads of our programs from united arab immigrants they don't even speak english there you know so what they're doing with this we don't know we don't know how we influence people but we need to speak truth and we need to speak it gently to people and ask more questions
1: look we've got maybe another eight minutes or so um so i think i want to ask you perhaps something um, a little bit more uh, silver lining based do you okay do you have hope for for where things are going. I mean, do you do you foresee an increase in Christian Zionism or do you think that um, it's it's going to uh, fizzle out?
2: I I think it will fizzle out. You know, I believe uh, I think said I'm a follower of Christ. I'm not sure about end times. There's such a debate. As I told our senior pastor, I don't care what your end times theology is as long as, long as you don't Ignore the suffering of others, and that's what's happened. I mean, with my 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 fellow Christian telling me we need to kill all the Palestinians. Uh, I mean, that's 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 craziness, and mm. um, it's you know you can't even comprehend uh, anybody saying that. But I I see hope. Yes, God is in control. We don't understand. Um, I like the notion of our senior pastor said that when man with a finite mind tries to understand the infinite mind of God, there's a lot of spillage. Now, a lot of Christians don't think there's any spillage because spillage because they they think they're as smart as God, and so they don't they don't uh, budge from their theology. Now, you know, Joe Sixpack in the pew you know, he's going to do what's comfortable. He doesn't want to challenge, you know, so holding on to his beliefs like you were indoctrinated. I wasn't uh, in that era. I, you know, I looked at Israel as a uh, Marxist showplace in the Middle East. I had no concept about what was happening to the Palestinians until about 20 some years ago uh, when we started getting into this issue. So I was uh woefully uh, didn't know what was going on i didn't know about the nakba where 750,000 palestinians were forced out of their homes 500 of the villages were destroyed in 1948 so you know i i've learned some of that history there and um yeah it's it's um i, I think there's hope you know uh god's in control we don't understand it uh i i, I I'm just, you know, a a mortal man. I make mistakes. Uh, I've been deceived uh, on many issues throughout my life. And, uh, you know, God gives his grace. And uh, hopefully, uh, people like my friend, uh, if I work on him again, maybe he'll, maybe he'll see what the error is. But again, it's, You know, it's the we're railing against these Christian mega leaders that Mm. people are following. We all look to leaders to follow them. We want somebody to believe in. So if a John Hagee, who has like a 20,000 person uh, uh, mega church in Cornerstone uh, in San Antonio, Texas, you know, he's very charismatic. We actually have been to uh, his church and held a a vigil in front of it. There were like nine people. <laughs> you know, this has been uh, well over 10 years ago. So, um, you know, I I think it is. The, and the sad thing is what Israel is doing is committing national suicide. You saw that with uh, the COVID narrative. One of my heroes was is Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, who was a Orthodox Jewish MD that developed early protocols for treating uh, COVID-19 patients. He treated over 6,000 people with these early protocols. Even uh, President Trump in 2020, or I think in April, March, or something, uh, took his uh, protocols. He was um, lost his job at, at the clinic or hospital where he was. In Monroe, uh, in New York, he went to Israel, met with their um, uh, minister of, of uh, health, he even talked to Bibi Netanyahu. Did a, a, um, uh, a, a, a was it went to a rabbinical court in Jerusalem and warned them against doing uh, mass vaccinations. Israel is one of the most vaccinated countries in the world, so. Um, you know, people like him. He unfortunately passed away a little over a year ago from cancer at the age of 48. Yeah, you know, he was a Zionist. He cared about yeah. Israel, and yeah. so uh, it, it. Yeah, it's uh, that uh, throws uh, in. I the just mix. want to
1: add to that. Sorry for jumping, in. we are starting to run out of time, Tom. But just on that, what I have found very strange um, is as you correctly pointed out, Israel is one of the most vaccinated countries in the world. I didn't see all these same Christian Zionists and other Zionists uh, going uh, in the same way that they've been going over the last month or two. Um, I mean, the, the the Israeli government was mandating, right, a toxic inject, injection into millions of its own citizens. Where were the where were the protests? Why was nobody uh, going after the Israeli government? Suddenly, they the, the Israeli government is uh, bombing its neighbor, and now suddenly uh, it's fine, and we can support the Israeli government. But where was the criticism when it was injecting millions of its own citizens?
2: Well, that's, that's true, but you look at... Uh, our evangelical church was closed for a while during COVID. You know why? Why should we? Uh, why should we have done that? I went to a small, the first Arabic Baptist church uh, in during uh, 2020. Uh, a friend of mine, Pastor Jamal Bashara, was from Nazareth. He he was an Israeli citizen. He was a real man of God. He passed away from cancer at the age of 62. And, you know, he held his and his small church and he held his services. You could wear a mask. You didn't have to wear a mask. You know, he didn't care. We were there. And, uh, you know, that should have been so, uh, you know, these evangelical Christians to one extent or another accepted the narrative that prov- was provided by the government. So that kind of explains that they've been and even. Even Palestinians, a man that I greatly admire, uh, said when his on a trip here. He, he lives. He he was a, um, a geneticist, taught at uh, Yale and uh, at uh, uh, Duke, and he moved back to, to to Bethlehem, where he's from. He started an Institute of Biodiversity and and sustainability at the University of uh, Bethlehem, and uh, he said in a tour here, uh, when somebody asked him a question, uh, asked him about uh, the uh, vaccinations. Well, he said the Ministry of uh, Health there gave him the outdated vaccines and they complained and, and to get the right ones. So, I mean, there's deceptions on all sides. So I think that's mm. true of, of Christians here in the US.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, thankfully, I live in a country with one of the lowest uh, vaccination rates in the world um, and i i have lots of uh, theories about that but that's for another day uh, okay we are now into the final lap yes so uh, okay tell me how can i uh, find out more about about your organization
2: well go to whtt.org we hold these truths.org. and we have a wealth of information as i said earlier on, go look at our award-winning documentary. We won an international award at the Amar Popular Film Festival in Tehran, Iran in 2014. Those crazy Iranians don't want American bombs. And what we're seeing now is, I mean, this could be disastrous if this goes beyond Hezbollah's responding uh, to Israel. This could go out of control here. And so, we need some sanity. We don't seem to have any sanity uh, in our Congress. They pass a resolution. Only ten Congress uh, critters uh, voted no to, you know, giving our unconditional support uh, for Israel. The new Speaker of the House, one of his things is to give, give Israel fourteen billion more dollars above the three point eight and whatever we all give, and you know so. We just have to push back and, you know, thank God for more Jewish people that are pushing back. I mean, there's several Mm -hmm. hundred that got arrested in um, Central Station in New York that were protesting what was going on. So that's where we need to join together. We may have differences of opinion on the issue of abortion or whatever, but on the issue of war and killing, we should be united. And protecting innocent life, I think, is so utterly important.
1: Yeah. Tom Compton, thank you so much uh, for joining me in the trenches. Thank you, uh, Jamie. Jeremy, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to point out, uh, as a disclaimer to this conversation, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, uh, Tom, that when we speak about Christian Zionism and our critiques thereof, This is not about uh disliking or hating anybody this is not about uh disliking or hating israelis this is a critique of this is a critique of an ideological position uh this is a critique often of the israeli government this is not about the israeli citizens themselves there are all sorts of israeli citizens from obviously majority jews but also christians and muslims and other types of people who are israelis and a lot a lot of them do not like what's going on so when i critique uh the israel i'm critiquing the israeli government and not nece- not at all the people themselves i just want to point that out because uh, there's always this 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 knee-jerk reaction to to uh to a critique of israel um and and and, and christian zionists are very guilty of this uh too i have found so i just I needed just to make that clear, but anyway, yeah, Tom, that, thank you that, so much for.
2: Yes, that's very great, and I, I would recommend. You know, the Israelis yeah. are conditioned too. There's a you can get this online. It's called defamation. It's done by an yeah. Israeli Jew. It's quite an amazing uh, documentary.
1: All right, Tom, we are out of time, but I do appreciate your time. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Alex, uh, for 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 keeping things going. Uh, jump into the live chat as always, but please do send me a mail. Let me know what you thought. Germ Warfare at TNT Radio Live. Uh, give me feedback. Uh, give me ideas for talking points. Uh, give me criticism if you want. Uh, disagree. Engage in the battle of ideas. That's what that's what I do. I engage in the battle of ideas, and they are often uh, a quote unquote controversial. Um, but I think you know. We've we've reached this weird point in in human history where we become this this generation of cupcakes. You know, we are offended by everything. We can't speak about anything. We must we must keep quiet. How dare you? You know? How dare you talk about that? And I think Socrates and Plato and the ancient Greeks would be turning in their graves if, if they saw how unbelievably fragile we become. Please engage in in these conversations and and I will catch you tomorrow. My name is Jim. This is Jim Warfare: The Battle of Ideas.